0: So I'd like to call uh, this commission meeting to order. My name is Alex Hackman and so grateful that everybody came out today. So we're so grateful for the presentation uh, that we'll be hearing from as, far as the focus group. Um, before we jump into the focus group, I thought we could do some introductions and welcome Caleb as well as the newest member to the commission. Thought we can go around and just share uh, the park that we uh, visited last. I know in the past we've done favorite, so what's the last park that you visited? Uh, for me, uh, I was over at Napoleon Park with some of the activities going on there, so that was Napoleon Park, was the last park I was at. Maybe we'll go this way around and great. end up with you, Jim. Sure.
1: Box. I'm Connie Moore and I'm trying to remember. I think I was just in Ireland last week, so my brain is like, oh, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> uh, I know it was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the last one I did was the, um, the Eastside Dog Park, yeah.
2: um, what do you call it, Rangers Ranch. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Hi, Melissa Sorenda. welcome Caleb. Um, my My favorite park is also the one that I was at last. It's the Sycamore Greenway Trail and green space on the south side of Iowa City.
3: I'm Alex Stanton. My last park I went to was McPherson for a birthday party. (laughs) Um, I'm Missy Forbes, and I think I
4: went to Terry Trueblood last. Caleb Raker, appreciate a warm welcome, everybody. Uh, Last one was
0: Cardigan Park. (laughs) We're just doing some quick introductions as well. Perfect. As far as names, Caleb being the, the most recent member of the commission, you just want to introduce yourself as well. And most we'll, uh, park visited last. Yeah, so my good. name is Aaron. Uh, I last visited Scott Park. I live right across the street from it, so I run through there a lot. Awesome. Great. Well, we're so grateful uh, to have the focus group today and appreciate everybody uh, being here. and being willing to voice your thoughts uh, that way as well. So we'll now turn the time over to Dana and the person
5: Wonderful, thank you. Um, Hello everyone, some of you are familiar and phase that we've been through a planning process before with um, the firm that I represent, Barry Don, but the really great part is a part of our team through that recreation master plan process was Williams Architects. And so with me, not facilitating the focus group today, but Andrew Caputo behind me and Frank Parisi, both from Williams Architects, they are actually leading the entire city park pool planning process. And we, Barry Dunn, are helping with the facilitation of our focus groups, as well as those input sessions that we're holding this afternoon and this evening. So it's fun because we are already connected. We feel connected to the city. In fact, two of us have Students that live (laughs) live and and study and work work, maybe, maybe they're working, maybe they're playing, but maybe hopefully they're working um, in the city as well. So we're really excited to be back and helping understand what it is the community is looking for out of the next design of City Park Pool. So that's what we're we're here for today is to have a conversation. I'm not going to say much after this introduction. We've got a series of questions that we would like to ask of the group and get your your input on. and we've got notes being taken. we are recorded. I'll jot down a few notes. Nothing we is well, in except in meetings like this one, we don't attribute comments to specific people. but uh, that, sorry, that's part of my spiel and I realized that's probably not what I needed to say. Uh, so, Without further ado, we can just jump into the questions so we give you as much time as possible to share what you all think. So the first question we have to get us started is just what design features would you like to see in the next pool, in the new new and improved city park pool? And whoever has an idea, just jump in. Well, we don't need to raise hands or anything.
1: I think the first thing I think of is zero entry. Mm -hmm. Um, for people especially so that you know and everyone can enter the pool In the current design there you have to be able to go up and down 18 inches a step to get in and out there are some steps or like a wheelchair accessible lift but it's not actually safe if a kiddo can't sit up on their own they can't use that Mm -hmm. so really thinking about that how can every member of Iowa City get into the pool
5: okay wonderful
0: yeah, I was thinking just accessibility, zero entry as well, and making sure that it's an inclusive uh, space, safe space, and one where <laughs> individuals can you know it's we think about the goals as well, where everyone can learn to swim. So making it and helping facilitate uh, an environment where that's kind of possible that way. Great.
2: Well. Great. Welcome,
4: for Thank you. Thanks for out. Thank you.
0: So yeah, kind of going
3: a little bit off of that. So um, beyond obvious, like the obvious like accessibility issue of not having zero entry right now, um, as somebody with like two kids, like two toddlers, um, first of all, I don't think the play the swim area for children right now is super desirable. Um, just like a little like one and a half foot pool is, in my opinion, a little boring for like two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of the issue is also that if you're, you know, you have two kids, you have one parent there, if one takes off and they start running towards that other pool that's right next to it, they're just, they just fall on the side of that pool. There's like nothing stopping them from just diving straight into a pool. Okay. So at least if there's zero entry, there's like a period where they're running in and the water's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Um, right now they're just going face first into a, you know, three foot deep pool. So. Um, so zero just,
5: entry would solve that problem? It would solve that problem you? at okay. least
3: like giving you another second to grab your kid before they're, you know, Totally underwater. So,
5: yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, I think also better separation maybe between the two areas could be good. Whatever that kids area ends up being, if there's some type of like gate to provide better safety for kids if they're in the play area. But additionally, I would also like a little more to the kids area than just like a one foot waiting. Okay.
5: All right, we've got some more questions about that. But as far as overall design features, what else? Zero entry, some way to help control the ones. Yes, Aaron.
6: I, I have to say, I just going through this little list here, I like the ideas of shade over water, shade over the pool deck. Right now, there are trees that surround the pool area, but most of the time when those are providing shade aren't times that the pool is being used. The sun's gonna be mm-hmm. high up, mm-hmm. you know, when most people are using the pool, so you don't get a lot of shade besides you know maybe a corner or a, a small section of it and a lot of times you find that that entire shaded area is filled with people that have moved chairs yeah. or their towels or things like that over there whether it's you know it looks like it depicts it in the picture here that maybe in like kids you know pool area some shade over could be a great idea as well you know a lot especially if they're over themselves mm-hmm. it can be exciting a lot of fun so to be right. able to give them a break yeah. from that direct sunlight
7: yeah
2: I think we've heard a lot from people about wanting to preserve the character of Upper City Park with those big trees and not having like giant rainbow-colored water slides. And I understand that we want to kind of balance the needs of the the people who want more fun things for kids with the people who want to respect and preserve the history of this 70-year-old pool area. So I think I just want to see that, making sure to try to integrate it into the park nicely.
5: Sure. So preserving the character, is there anything, I'm going to dive, dive deeper, I didn't, I don't know,
8: into that question
5: is what sorts of things would help preserve the character? The trees are one for sure we know of, but is there anything else that helps depict that for you? Not Maybe not as many, I heard you say not as many big slides maybe. What else would help preserve that character? I think not adding a
9: lot of the bells and whistles. I mean I completely understand that for younger children and having you know those water features and other play things like that but I I think preserving it means not adding um like water slides or um, keeping it simple I think would be a way to preserve the
7: character of it.
5: Okay keep it simple. Yeah
7: I mean keeping it classic simple um Things like water slides. I was talking to the head of Parks and Rec in, in Coralville and honestly they regret having two slides and that the use is dropped dramatically. It's a great novelty item but it wears and tears and I think it would compete with the natural beauty we have going on, the openness and yeah.
5: Natural beauty, openness, maybe not too many big features. Yeah,
4: Caleb, I think I hear you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the idea of the zero depth entry. And one of the biggest proponents I would say for that is the ability to offer a higher level of swim lessons. I think it can really be utilized for programming well. Um, I also think you can run some focused programming that may not be learned to swim, but it's familiarity with water that can be group lessons of age groups, and that's more inviting to them. And then beyond the youth, it's also used for entry by most people so it's a more pleasant entry into the water. Um, it does tend to be a problem that people try to put with outdoor pools with zero entry, seating into the water. Adults will try to bring a chair, a foot oh. into the water and want to have part of their body in the water, but most out. Okay. So I'd say you need some policies and things about that, how you want to handle it. As far as the current channel goes, that can be useful in providing lessons as well. <laughs> um, it, with gentle use, don't don't get the idea of like an endless pool where you're swimming as hard as you can. But that can be a fun feature that can be separated off a little bit versus a slide. Is the premier thing, it takes up some space in the main body usually because you need to go into the deep end mm-hmm. versus something like a current channel, you can push off to the side and make it near the zero depth entry or any other... Uh, more playful focuses that you might have.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I would push for going against the water play structure, the slides, and the climbing wall. I know that's a lot for me to give exclusionary comments about, but um, <laughs> they—they're very costly to maintain, and they—they they all present different risk management issues, and some of them are really difficult to mitigate. So. Uh, for example, the climbing wall, people falling and hitting their knees or other things on the knobs that stick out and the handholds. So I think that would be my thought on those. The only other one I wanted to put support in for would be shade over the pool deck. I'd be open to shade over the water as well, but shade over the pool deck I think is critical okay. for a safety measure for people. If, you, if you're if you going to be exposed to the elements, I think providing an option for them to be in shade is a good thing.
5: Okay. And I, I feel like I, I saw some nods coming from over here. Was there anything that on this side you had affirmed? Yeah, yeah I agree with that statement.
6: I thought the risk mitigation was okay. a pretty good point to make there. I wasn't even thinking about that aspect of it. So I like that side of it. And just going based off of what you said about shade over the pool, actually, over water, you know, I notice in these couple of pictures there are yellows or reds, things like that, in support of trying to. Um, Maybe those brighter colors, like you were talking about, as well, and kind of keep that little style. Are there color, you know, ways or options where it would be a more, you know, monotone? You know, maybe something that doesn't mm-hmm. stick out so much. Something that keeps it looking a little bit more like it used to feel.
9: Um, I know in one of the when we were doing the facilities master plan and those conversations, like adding a feature um, of like the oh like the the channel or whatever mm-hmm. requires more staff and i think that if that's the case and we're already having staffing issues um i would hate to incorporate that into the pool and then not have it used because of lack of staff so i mean that's just something to consider because i think that like um those lazy rivers or whatever you want to call them are cool and i like them a lot but you know i mean if it's going to be a feature that we add that we can't have open if we don't have staff would be um an unfortunate
4: problem sorry one point on that they do get criticized as well current channels for the cost of putting them in and then the upkeep but like you said you need dedicated staff to that area so I do agree with that I think they can be costly and maybe not reasonable but it can be a nice aid in lessons Mm
8: -hmm.
7: Yeah. Um, and I was talking to my 80 uh, year old dentist uh, a week ago, and he has a long time history with swimming in Des Moines, Iowa, and here as well um, in the pools. And he feels kind of like he's a part, an honorary part of this. Um, yeah. He really uh, talked about risk and injuries above all. And he was, he said, the drop slides, any of the slides is play constructed. He's seen in the climbing wall, he's seen horrible things, and, and he just mm. insisted on that. He said, please, please just say that to them.
5: Okay. So, well, thank you for conveying yeah, the community message. <laughs> so we provided those images to help depict some options. If you had to pick one of those amenities, that would be the most important one to have. What would it be? And I'll just go around the room to make sure I hear from everyone. What What is the most important that you think is for the facility to have? And I. I feel like we heard it, but I want to get it mm-hmm. solidified out of everyone. So Alex, do you mind if we start with you, and then we will go around the circle? Yeah, I say. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was get sorry. I need to be one clear. Sure. Alex, stand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, zero entry is the most important. Zero point. entry. Yeah.
5: Okay. And Erin?
3: I would have to agree with the zero entry. Agreed.
5: Okay. All right. Melissa's saying here. yes. Mm-hmm. Connie's nodding. Yep. Are we having groupthink here? Or <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
5: teasing. Alex, yeah. I, I
0: also think it... Yes, zero yeah. entry, and it facilitates a lot of the other goals that we're trying to achieve in the community.
5: So. Fantastic. And Kayla, i seeing a nod. Okay? Okay, I missed the beginning, and I'm
7: so sorry, but I, I mean, I feel like diving boards are, I, I love zero entry. I'm not against any of that, but I just, I, when, I, when I go to the pool, I always see kids playing on the diving board, and they're having a great time, and, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a common feature of a
4: pool, right, Universal. But anyway. To that point, the diving board, and you said maintaining some of the character. For City Park, for me, the thought is the three-meter board.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That it yeah. has
4: the high dive. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like that yeah. idea mm-hmm. of maintaining it, and I, I voted for the zero depth, but when you bring up the diving boards, the three-meter board is, in my mind, classic. iconic yeah. to well, City Park. Well, it's like a thing.
9: classic. When I right. think of like, yeah. movies from the 60s, 70s, <laughs> I think of a pool that just has diving boards. I'm going rock wall. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I think zero depth entry um, collectively. Like, I agree with that. But then the diving board's too. I,
2: I do want to jump in. We haven't mentioned lap lanes at all <coughs> as being important to the pool. And I know that's something we've been hearing about yes. throughout the past year and a bit. So I just want to make sure that we mm-hmm. get in maintaining or, and I'm sure you'll hear about this in other focus groups mm-hmm. and other sessions, but making sure that we preserve that the meters available for the people who
4: want to use those. Do you think twenty five meters is acceptable? Or do you think you need to try to maintain the fifty?
9: I think that's important to a lot of people in the community is the fifty. A, the fifty in some way. What if you couldn't have zero entry if you kept the fifty? Yeah, and that's the tricky thing. I know that... Um, that's a great question. Huh? Wow. Gets a gold <laughs> <drop in. laughs> I mean, right, that's the... But I know, like, in one of the concepts that was, um, you know, put out to the community, that had a separate area for lap lanes. But I don't know if then you look at the Lazy River concept, like, the, that would need staff to... Right? That would need to mm-hmm. have staff to, to manage that if it was a separate area than the pool. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, I or will that? say let's, let's focus in this, <laughs> we'll worry about the stepping, yeah, let the, <laughs> let the architects worry about the, uh, the placement and what that can mean for oversight. But I am curious, if you had to choose one, like if you could only have 50 meters without zero depth,
0: that's a hard question. It's not a, pool it's not a pool for all of them. Yeah. It's what certain It's not a pool for all them.
5: Okay. Yeah.
0: It, it would be excluding certain curves. Excluding. Yeah, we have different okay. users of the pool with different needs. And so by kind of trying to choose one of the other, we'd be, yeah, not The zero entry has been something
6: that we've been talking about for like the last three parks yeah. mm-hmm. and rec meetings now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's by far, I, uh, collectively, I would say it's probably the most important feature that we're looking at.
5: Okay. Well good to know that too. And you all you are hitting all of our questions all at once, which is mm-hmm. perfect, but one of the other follow-ups we have is how many lanes is appropriate for the community? What's really what what would be the minimum number that you would need for lap swim, be it twenty five yard, fifty meter?
4: My thought would be to go down to twenty
5: five. Go down to twenty five.
4: It'll offer eight. offer eight lanes
5: okay
4: I see 50 as sort of a luxury swimming experience that's something that's more of a high competitive level typically not always but I still think you achieve lap swimming with 25 Mm -hmm. but then you may be able to also achieve the zero depth okay
5: are there other thoughts so we have a we have one vote if you will for (laughs) 25 by eight lane but what else what what do others think? I mean, are we lap swimmers here? Are any of us lap swimmers?
4: I swim.
7: Yeah, you're a lap swimmer.
4: I try to, yeah, I lap swim. I try to do okay. all kinds of different.
7: <laughs> I just <laughs> feel like it's a technical question that maybe we don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. know.
5: that's fair.
8: <laughs> like so he's there's, I think, an she...
7: expert. He
0: works for
9: the parks Rec, or parks uh, Rec division at the university. So
4: yeah, I don't know if <laughs> the I new I guy. Do, but <laughs> They, so a lot of times for different qualifying
7: yeah.
4: if fifty can be seen as advantageous for training purposes mm-hmm. because there's less turns and there's more duration of your strokes. And, and so that
7: is all fifty there.
4: Correct. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, 50, if that's set up 50, to be fifty. Fifty is the length of
10: the pool, the width of the pool is twenty five.
4: And so a lot of times pools configure differently if they have the ability to switch from short course to long course seasonally because people like the training differences. But you're still lap swimming in either case. It's
0: a different style of it and a different duration and intensity.
5: Alex, do, if I feel like you have some. Well, just input. trying to think,
0: you know, I tend to focus on data as well, so looking at, you know, and whether it's be polling existing lap swimmers and kind of looking at the data that way, I think that should mm-hmm. influence uh, and can be an insight that we can use to then okay. to t- make that determination. So I, yeah, when I go to the sure. pool, it's more just playing with my kids mm-hmm. versus, you know, doing laps and uh, that way as well. So I think there's, we can find data to help support that recommendation.
5: Okay. So, go with the data. My left side of the room, do you all have thoughts on the number of lanes that should be the minimum? I'm with Alex on going Alex, with the data. data. Don't know enough
2: about, I don't know personally enough to, to make okay. a recommendation.
6: Okay. I don't, I feel the exact same way uh, that I, I personally have never used the lap swim lanes, so it's tough for me to say. The only thing, and maybe I'm kind of going the wrong direction here, um, would be is there any advantage to potentially providing a eight lane 50 meter for competitive purposes. Um, is there any opportunity there that the city could host competitive swim meets yes. with the city high schools, regional high schools, even you know going professional wise? Is there any opportunity there? Mm-hmm. I don't know but, but just curious if there would sure. be.
4: Sure.
3: That was kind of my thought process was like, again, I'm not a lap swimmer. I think we all agree we're not lap swimmers here, but we are people who have opinions on what we think the pool should be. <laughs> so um, I just, so do. is there currently any type of competitive, like are there competitions that are happening at the city park pool right now that require a 50-meter like swimming? Is, like I don't, I don't 50 believe so. No, okay. So. I think, and I think if <coughs> in, the new park, in, in a new pool design that is something that we want to do and pursue actual competitions there, then I think there, you know, there are advantages to a full 50 meter competitive lane. Mm. But if people are wanting the experience of lap swimming outside in City Park Pool in the elements, I mean, does it have to be a full 50? Do they have to have a full 50? Are they satisfied? Would they be satisfied with doing 25? you know, 10 times instead of mm-hmm. 55 times. So I think if we're sacrificing like zero depth for 50, I'm going zero depth for safety, accessibility, liability, everything like that, you know, every time over are having, you know, a luxury of competitive lanes.
9: Well, and I think too, like if you have competitive lanes and there is a potential to have, Com- competitions there and then you yeah. look at closing the pool to the public yeah and you know so then which is not fair either because it's a public pool so mm-hmm.
0: I
4: agree.
8: Yeah. I will interject it's not enough parking at the site for a true competitive okay. meet. just something
4: I think. Just to say too also I said it's a lot of times competitive in nature there also are swimmers who want 50 because they're endurance swimmers And like I said, it limits the number of push-offs you can do, so it's it's true having to do the stroke. So it's not all. I just want to correct that if I I gave that perception. No, I
0: appreciate that.
5: So Alex, I'm going to switch gears back to something that you had mentioned earlier, but I want Mm -hmm. to make sure we hear from everyone. When you think of a space that would be really great for 5 year olds or under, Mm -hmm. what would that space entail? So, Alex started mentioning some of the features that would work really well for little ones. Serial depth was one, some control would be another. Does anyone else have insight as to what they think would make a really good space for kids five and under?
1: I think those jets and bubblers are Mm -hmm. fun, Mm -hmm. you know, where you, like these play structures, yeah, they can be, you know, the stairs are slippery and, you know, other things and take up a lot of room, but you can have a lot of fun with water
7: play um, with things that are smaller. Yeah: I agree. I, I
2: love the jets
0: and um, and other parks where we have that. It's very popular. Certainly just regular. Yes. Yeah. So when my kids were younger, we, we'd go either to some of the other surrounding pools that had more of those types of features. Mm-hmm. and it's a different you know, experience at City Park compared to some of those others for little kids. So okay.
3: I do agree that with city park, like a giant water slide. It would not fit within the, you know, the icon, you know, iconography and all of that of City Park. So I think when I think the kids' stuff, especially like younger kids, yeah. I'm not thinking more than yeah, like a splash pad or something like that, yeah. something simple that is kids can just run around and play in. Yeah, definitely don't want bars. So bars yes bars. to the splash pad. I want to make yes sure to the heard splash, that correctly. Yes to like okay. splash pad. The Jets and bubblers yeah, kind of um, I also think a rock wall is a very, yeah. very bad idea. It's like rock wall is a bad one. idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All yeah. right.
5: We, I'm hearing
3: that one <laughs> yeah that just to kind of go off of
6: what Alex said uh, just you know maintaining the focus on safety as well you know like you said they mm-hmm. can get up start running you know do things so is mm-hmm. there an opportunity to you know make the space around the kids area give it you know a softer floor mm-hmm. or something of the like to minimize potential you know trip and fall injuries or things of that nature? Mm-hmm. I'll capitalize off of what I said earlier as well some shade in the general area would be nice as well, just to give from the kids a break from the sun. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's shift. We talked about five and under, little little people. Let's talk about deep water. <laughs> Show the opposite end of the spectrum. In that deep water area, we heard that the three meter seems very iconic to City Park Pool. Is there anything else that you would like to see either able to do in that space or any sort of any additional amenity that would work that we would need to have deep water to support that thing. Besides, yeah. the, diving wall,
8: Besides the diving board?
5: Besides the it, diving board. I suppose that I'm, it probably feels like a trick question. The, the climbing wall would need to go over deep water but we've we've put an x on that one just as so far as opinion is concerned from this group um so some of that is how deep would we need so what about activities that you would see happening potentially in deep water besides diving
6: well i know from the previous when i took swim lessons as a kid we would do you know depth Work, you know, toss something to the bottom of the pool, go down, retrieve it, come back up mm-hmm. to the surface, things like that. I'd perform that at a 12 foot depth. Um, of course, I, I don't know if it, we would need anything deeper than 12 feet with a three meter diving board. I think that's probably about as extreme as we're looking to get it with this pool. So, I mean, I think 12, if that is a reasonable amount for the three meter, is about
0: as deep as we would need to look at. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure that we have also for other programming and different classes that we have uh, appropriate you know accommodations for that so whether programming is in that deep water area for some of those classes just want to make sure we are thinking of that and accommodating kind of the full breadth of uh, programming that we'd be able to offer as well
5: right so yeah. things like scuba do we want mm-hmm. space for that sort of activity activities to happen um, water polo, deep water aerobics, where you aren't supposed to be able to touch on purpose. I, I'm not a great swimmer, I'll be honest. Uh, so that doesn't sound me. Really but How do you feel about the, is that the type of programming you're thinking, yeah, Alan? so definitely
0: water, the aerobics one probably comes to mind, yes. And then other aspects I hadn't even considered scuba. So thinking about other options that way. But once again, I'm not a scuba diver, so for certifications. I'm not sure how far they have to go in this area to get certified and kind of what are certifications that are offered through the facilities around here. That piece I, I'm just <laughs> not aware of. So, but if that's, I think, yeah,
7: that's a good, good thought that I had considered. Are there features that you all would want to bring in to designate a special scuba area? Or what, what are you
5: we we would just want to make sure we set the space up to support that I whatever see. programming that <clears throat> might be. can i ask i mean yeah. is that not
7: it, the deep end i mean is it possible that the laps can have times when they're longer and then if if all it is is that we need deep water why, why can't it be that they're split off at some times and i i don't know like if if their the purpose is of deep water and we don't have anything else competing with that aside from the diving boards. Why can't it be as simple as putting in a between the hours of this and that, they're shorter, they're twenty five meters and it could be.
5: Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, again. Like your thing. answers to That's these awesome. types of questions, as well as all the other focus groups, well it we use what you're saying, like you want to see happen in this space. We. I say we like I'm doing the design.
4: <laughs> they're gonna take what you're saying and
5: incorporate maybe Um, maybe that works for what we need to have happen and that is that helps drive the direction of the design for example maybe some of the things you would say would warrant perhaps not saying but maybe it's a separate dive well like a separate body of water so uh, there is no right or wrong answer we're looking to see what what you think you and the community would use the space for Similarly, with what other programs would you want to see happen in the space? And when I say program, I mean things where there's typically um, instruction of some kind, where people are learning how to do something or practicing something. And I have a list, but I don't want to prompt you yet. Any activities that you're like, oh, yeah, we need to make sure we have this happening in the space?
1: I think I'm just so focused that it's used for diving. Dive!
5: Yeah. <laughs> okay, think of all of water. Let's shift away from the deep. Okay. We have examples would be recreational swim, lap swim, learn to swim lessons, lifeguard training, special needs programs for persons with disabilities, water exercise, therapy, water walking, scuba, snorkeling, parent taught swim, and other. Most of, if not all of those, would have an instructor student relationship so when i give that list what rose to the top is like oh yeah yeah we need to do that here
4: to me it jumped out not what we need to do but most of those are deep water activities
5: Mm -hmm.
4: and so i think the idea that you presented of trying to have flexible space Mm
2: -hmm.
4: especially with the deep water space because if it doesn't serve that many functions or activities if we can make it so it can be flexed according to time or if you set up the the ropes in certain ways or the way the structure is set up to make it so you have flexible options. The other thing is we have indoor depth. You can do scuba indoors. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing preventing them from that. So for focused programming, mm-hmm. drop-in I feel like is more what you need availability for. Focused programming, you can put them inside if we need to put them inside.
10: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but a lot of what you listed there I feel like is not needing deep water. True,
5: true. And so, and I probably wasn't clear on let's move away from just the deep, let's think of the whole pool and these programs in relation to the whole pool, regardless of where they happen. Are there any others that stand out to you?
0: So for me, I'm, I think this is just a great opportunity for the city and the community to kind of revitalize the so City Park pool and to be able to hopefully capture new users to the pool, yes. and whether it be through some of the just enhancements updates, as well as just the additional programming if that we'll be able to capture. So I think it's a great opportunity that way as well to, uh, I think, capitalize on this once every 70 years <laughs> moment in time, <laughs> <laughs> and so hopefully to create something that will be inviting to not just the people who Use the pool today, but capture more as well. It could be t- go for
7: it. Thank you. And of that, uh, water walkers <laughs> to the top of my list. Of that list, water walkers yes, is top of the list. That's what okay, I hear from okay. most of um, the Sudanese community who are not as familiar with swimming, and we're including me. I don't love to swim, and I'm trying to get used to it. So it, it is nice to have programming for that. I mean Whether I we would need a whole big exclusive section, I don't know, but For sure, that would be a program that would be who would bring new members in who Mm -hmm. are not as used to water and who desperately need to get used to it. So sure,
2: I appreciated what Caleb said about being able to rope off different sections for different activities so that people can feel comfortable doing their thing without other, you know, Mm -hmm. rambunctious people coming in on their their area having little. The ability to set up
4: spaces for different group activities, I think, is important. <coughs> to that point, if you think through, like, water walking, yes, that you look at what's needed to do water walking. What is the optimal depth? And then we group it together with what other things can be done in that depth. And you create this space of flexibility that's, say, five foot deep, four and a half feet deep, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Then we have our deep water, that we have flexibility within how we use that, and then we have some programs, say lap swimming, where you have the opportunity that the depth doesn't necessarily matter as much, that you open up both and and break into two to create that elongated space. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at these, all that you listed, because there are so many things that might not be on the list. Say synchronized swimming has a great pull in the next Three years here, and we need to try to figure out how to accommodate it. I think if we have the spaces to accommodate different categories, then we get the flexibility to manage whatever comes our way, including water walking or any other items that yeah. fall into it.
5: So, flexibility sounds important to me and what you're saying. Um, I'm going to shift gears just slightly to ask if you think there's anything that prevents people from using City Park Pool as it is now.
6: The main is thing is prevent, yeah. The main thing is we don't have zero entry. Okay. Well, <laughs> that sections okay. off a large, you know, population. That's why it's so important to us.
1: Yeah, I've heard parents of children with disabilities saying, "I didn't even think of going to City Park. It's not, it's not accessible. We can't use it. Mm-hmm. So we go to mm-hmm. other pools."
0: Okay. I'm thinking about just the other grounds to get there as well, making sure there's as as parking as well as making sure sidewalks accessible. That way, it's not super great if there's or um, we. Gone with other uh, elderly individuals that have trouble moving. So, even just getting there sometimes um, has been a challenge in the past. Mm-hmm. So, just thinking about the broader, not just the pool, but kind of the uh, broader grounds around it as well. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Anything else that is a barrier? Does it doesn't make it feel welcoming or safe for anyone to
4: use the
5: current design?
4: any one specific thing to point to within it, but I assume the locker room situation is a barrier to some. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. generally true in any rec facility, that people Mm -hmm. like the locker room or don't like the locker room. And I've heard some comments about these locker rooms, so I don't think people are too fond of them. I think that's true. They're gross. They're kind of gross. And it's hard to keep a wet locker room from not being gross, Mm -hmm. so that's understandable, but but there's things you can do and if we've all heard that, uh-huh. then I think that's the perception.
5: Yeah,
9: I think um, transportation is an issue to address as well. Um, we're getting better; it's fair free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I I think like when I like I live on the east side of Iowa City, and so how do I get to the pool without going downtown? And um, mm-hmm. there are certain parts of our community that have more. Um, transportation, barriers. It's a huge stretch to get it across town. So okay. um,
0: yeah, thanks for I that. like recognizing that too. Mm-hmm. I think so uh, I know some teenagers that just don't go there because they like the slides and the other amenities at other pools. Yeah. So they'll tend to go to other pools um, that way as well. So I just know I don't know if that's really a barrier as a choice, but not everybody has flexibility choice wise. Mm-hmm. So, due to transportation and some of those other things. Also, you
4: could tack parking onto transportation as well, because Julie
0: chimed in with that.
4: Yeah.
9: Yeah. Um, And I think, too, like the cost, it's not that much, but is it cost prohibitive or what we're charging to get into the pool, is that the same as other parks that have more features and things like that? Mm we're building a pool, so yeah. and then we're going to be able to drop the price. But I mean, you know, we do have a, a um, that uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, you know, discounts for depending on what your income level is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe incorporating that sort of entry fee, sliding scale entry fee into the pool would be something to consider too.
5: Okay. Well, and accessibility is really important as far as a project goal. That is one definitely on the list. And so I do have a list of different ways that are accessible means of entry into the water. I wanna share that with you. It could include a pool lift, sloped entry, transfer wall, transfer system, pool stairs. We have kind of two questions. One is would you or your family or anyone you know use any one of those different Types of entry into the pool or did we miss one do you have any other ideas as far as how other people can get into the oh look that's the commotion we have Um, thank you so there's different ways to help folks get into the pool that need that assistance and so we wanted to understand if you a family member or someone that's close to you or that you know would use any one of these over another or are, is there anything missing from these options that we need to make sure are on the table?
3: Can I have a little bit of car- clarification on what transfer system means? I'm looking at it and I still don't totally get what's going on in that picture.
5: The transfer system, so on the um,
0: lower, left. lower yeah. left
5: corner, thank you yeah. for that <laughs> assistance, it's probably not as easy to see that the, it look. you can pull a wheelchair up See so the, the stairs come
4: up out of the water. Oh, okay.
5: So you can't. It's a little bit more supportive for someone who can kind. It has some oh, mobility. Oh, got it.
10: Okay, that is that's good. exactly yeah. right. A, a, a transfer station is exactly as you described. So someone in a wheelchair or someone who might have some trouble walking will sit on this upper platform oh. and then scoot themselves down the steps into the water. That's a that's a transfer station, whereas a transfer wall is similar, but the person sits on the wall and has the handrails to turn themselves around into the water. So that's the difference. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, yeah. Andrew.
7: Yeah.
1: So I just think of children, and none of like most of these they can't do um, the transfer system. That would very rare yeah. that someone would use that, like a person who's paraplegic or something, and the the Pool Lift is, I wonder how many people actually use the Pool Lift in City Park now because it's like you got, it's this whole thing and you're putting your kid in and doing, like, do I even know how to use that lift? Do I, is it <laughs> gonna work for my kid? What if they fall off, you know? It's this whole production and, and can't you just see, like, everyone turning to look yes. yeah. while it's happening? Yeah, sure. And it's like, you know, no one wants that. <laughs> no one wants to be singled out with some special thing. Um, it's just like, what, what can be universal? What's something that everybody can use um, to get into the pool? Nothing, nothing special
6: building off that, I just feel like the sloped entry provides the highest amount of independence for somebody who might be, you know, reliant on one of these options, um, you know, just to make it so that they can just enter the pool, you know, under their own mm-hmm. control. You know, of course, they have those capabilities, but I just, I feel like it's just the more independent, you know, it's a better way to do it.
4: It's a system the department already uses as well here right that long sloped entry Mm -hmm. isn't that still what's in so here here, Mercer
5: not at Robert A. Lee Robert A. Lee has a a chair the lift on the upper left Mm -hmm. and same thing at City Park
4: my question with the chair would be are there certain individuals that that is by far the best option for in terms of functionality
5: we should probably have a caveat to our understanding that's code, That's is what I the thought. upper left. Yes. So we can't, can't really get away from the chair. It's not perhaps as desirable for some as one of these other options.
4: Um, and that chair is old and not very functional. Mm-hmm. So this would be a big improvement, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to have sitting balance to sit in that. So if yeah. you don't have any kind of
1: balance, you'll just fall right out of that. So it would have to be you know, a five-point harness, maybe head support, you know, for some people that have very limited mobility.
4: Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's something we would, it sounds like, but an enhanced or a higher version of that if we were to go that route. Well, we need to go that route, you said by code. Yeah. But something that's uh, sturdier. Or a zero entry.
1: If you have that, then you can walk in or, you know, gradually go into the water
4: rather than having to be lifted down into the water. Yeah. Would that satisfy the code? Are there other options, or does, the, does that have to be included?
10: I can probably share a little bit. Andrew and I can share that The points of entry for accessibility depends on the size of the pool itself. All right, so it depends on the perimeter linear feet and you have to provide. If it's over a certain amount of linear feet, you have to provide two ways of accessible entry. Gotcha. Both would qualify. Zero depth entry would qualify, the chair would qualify, the transfer station so um, Transfer station. You have to have what you said is exactly correct and then yes, you would have, you at least one of the two has to be either the chair or the slope entry. Either the other ones
4: are, are optional. Okay. okay. We have a transfer system that I haven't seen used very often. It's exact same setup is right there with that little side pool area that you enter into and then kind of wrap around. So I've just hardly ever seen it used. Uh, That's at the university so I, I don't know, I question the appeal of that just because I haven't seen it used much. That being said, I don't need that for my entry so I don't know that I can speak Mm -hmm. that well to the usefulness of it.
7: If if the sloped entry counts as one of the requirements. What Kanye was saying makes a lot of sense about mm-hmm. the embarrassment factor, mm-hmm. uh, which is real. Um, so yeah. I, mm-hmm. I would defer
3: to her on that. When we say the two, two accessible points of entry, if the pool is large enough, and assuming that this pool is large enough, um, is that, does that mean like two points of entry at various ends of the pool? Okay. So, you know, obviously one end on your shallower end, the sloped entry, I think, makes the most sense. But then, we obviously, I think, transfer walls out if it's in the deep entry, the deep end, right? Because you can't build a wall for the deep end of your pool. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so if we're talking about like deep, deeper water entry, I think your only options are transfer system or the lift.
10: No, for uh, I'll just add one comment. Yeah. You can the picture in the bottom right there are stairs. Stairs. You can have cool stairs, as strange as it might sound, into deep water. So you would eventually fall off to 12 feet (laughs) of the pool, but we have design facilities where there's a desire for people who are uncomfortable being in deep water. It's a way to provide greater accessibility for not just the psychological. But also maybe even those that have some disability can use the deep water if they just basically hang out on the stairs. So you can have like stairs. Yeah. and Accessibility.
1: That's kind of cool. Like pool stairs in the deep area, and then zero entry
4: for everybody else for mm-hmm. on the other end. I think that could be helpful for swim lessons too. When you do mm-hmm. get to the point that you're encouraging deep water entry.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: And people aren't comfortable in the water, like your wall walkers, like. One step down. and uh, Now I'm doing one more step. And yeah. One more
3: step. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thanks, Lawson.
7: Okay. Great um, conversation.
0: Sorry. Yes. I think also just some of the handholds are also helpful as well. So mm-hmm. on some of those yeah. uh, accessibility lines just to, for people that might be, yeah, just mm-hmm. not as sure on their feet. Sometimes the sloped entry, if it's a long slope, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, they're worried about traction or falling that way as well. So right. handhold was beneficial.
5: Right, so on a similar note, I just want to make sure we get to the facility at the bathhouse. We started talking about, maybe it's a little icky, <laughs> which can be typical in, when you're around water and keeping it clean and everything, but as far as the facility entrance in the bathhouse itself and when you're coming up to it, how can we make sure that that building is as welcoming as possible to all user groups?
6: I think one of the things you could potentially look at is expanding the actual entry area you know, before you get to that front desk where you pay for your admission to the pool. I know the few times that I've gone, you're, it's a very high traffic area that you're standing in and people are trying to you know, get in and out of the locker rooms and all that. So I think a larger, you know, have it open up to a larger space um, would, would be helpful accessibility-wise as well.
5: Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. We have our support crew going no um, with imagery. So, what you see there is anywhere from the sidewalk into the building, the lobby area, as Erin mentioned, the changing facilities, the restrooms. The, and Alex, I see you have Yeah. On so, your mind. I mean, when I
0: think of just an entry, I like just a lot of natural light as much as natural possible. Light, okay. And so, just Making it warm and inviting, so people whoever are behind the, the desk, you know, but making sure it's kind of an open feeling, at least at the entrance. I was thinking about other kind of uh, pool areas that I've been in. I Some that I've liked and my family have liked have a lot of just smaller rooms as well uh, for changing, and that it, there was a lot of flex space that way, so um, whether was like, yeah. Bigger families, little families could go through, or individuals um, that way as well for other, yeah, other members of the community. It's just nice flex space that way. What would you okay. think about the idea of a
4: changing room or of a locker room that then has, it's not gender based, it's a locker room that everybody <laughs> goes into, but within that locker room, then there's say four to six set private rooms that you can enter into to do your changing in the more sensitive items.
0: So I think it depends how it's laid out. I think for there be, I think just for me personally, like I, I think it depends how it's laid out. So the way that we saw before, there's like kind of an open area, just individual areas, but then there's separate locker rooms for like showers and some of those things, but more like the family changing stations were just kind of up front. Um, you know, once you get back, and then they had like, you know, the dry or swimsuit, you know, machines were all kind of there, so it was like just a bunch of individuals and families just all changing quickly, and then, you know, showers and whatnot, then they'd go into the locker rooms and they had. Smaller areas that way as well. Mm -hmm. So that was the one that came to mind when we're thinking about the um, bath area that way. But natural light.
5: Natural light.
1: Connie, I see Yeah, just thinking. like it. Well, just I the adult size changing table is mm-hmm. uh, essential. Mm-hmm. Um, even there's an initiative in the state to have one in rest areas. on the understanding as well. Yeah. Because um, you can't get changed, you can't stand up. You, we don't want to lay. No one wants to lay on the floor. Yeah. And so we have to have um, a dignified space for that. So that's a must. Um, but yeah, open areas, light. You know, where you come in and. Um, I don't know. All that looks great to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: Good. Good. The adult size changing table would that be in a separate room or would it be in the open area of the locker room? I
1: suppose you would be able to close it off for uh, privacy, but they don't have to take up that much space. Like that's flipped down, it can right. it'll flip up, um, and hopefully go high low too. Like mm-hmm. goes up and down. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose it would be a separate area or an area that could be used for other things, too.
6: I was going to say, could you combine like the single-user washrooms and shower rooms and have an adult-size mm-hmm. changing table available in one of those single-use washrooms so you get that privacy and, of course, the duality of being able to use the washroom mm-hmm. itself along with the adult changing table, if, if necessary? Mm-hmm. You still get functionality out
1: of that space. It has yeah. to be a, I mean, I think there's probably code on how big it has to be because you have to fit wheelchair yeah. right. and mm-hmm. caregiver all. and all that.
5: Certainly, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alex I feel like you had a thought maybe you wanted to add. No, oh, no yeah. just,
3: just I agree that individual rooms are intended for families or people that need adult size changing tables. I think including them all into one kind of room that can be used interchangeably um, for like just more like quick change. So people come in, so they don't have to come in like in their bathing suits if they just want to go directly to the pool um, and don't want to deal with going in the locker rooms and having to, you know, being in front of everybody and changing, yeah. um, which is how we always go to the pool. <laughs> we're in our <laughs> stuff, we're ready to go, you know? Yeah. So, um, so if there's like a yeah, quick family room where everybody can just really quickly get changed or if somebody with accessibility issues or just noise yeah. issues yeah. needs a quiet space mm-hmm. um, to go change uh, that, I think that's critical and then you can have your larger rooms for people that feel more comfortable and want to shower But you can maybe shrink down the footprint of like what our current locker rooms are which are pretty big mm-hmm. and then have those individual rooms. <coughs> and okay.
4: I think private showers are very important mm-hmm. And I would suggest a hard barrier not a pull curtain If possible, Sure.
5: Mm-hmm. okay hard barrier in the showers on
4: uh,
3: and just for accessible like entry like get everything closer to where we're parking right now like yeah. I right know everything is like too far Sorry. off of where the road is like it is a long sidewalk to get to that building Okay. so and that could also be a means of expanding your parking. expanding the well I don't know, I don't know what their plan is for parking it sounded like parking wasn't something they wanted to address but um but like you know expanding even the size of That building, so you could add stuff like maybe multi purpose rooms for birthday parties or, um, but otherwise, or expanded rooms for changing um, or even giving you more space on the pool side. If you're moving everything up, it's giving Mm -hmm. you more space on the other end of the pool.
4: Okay. One other comment to the wet part, that it being wet and gross. (laughs) I would, my hope would be that all the materials used in this are. Like a PVC or some type of plastic-based material, material that is going to be preventative of that. Um, even some block walls end up just holding mold, like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I know you three would believe it, but <laughs> uh, we are going through replacing a lot of our interior stuff right now, and I think you're better off doing that from the yeah, start. right, absolutely. And sorry, really
7: quickly, you were saying what? Might be a barrier. I think shade over pool deck is is essential for the coming very warming years. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I think about it, and I've thought, mm-hmm. there, yeah, you know, I've not gone to the pool because didn't want to compete for the one little bit of shade. Yeah, just like bow
5: out. So that might be nice. Yeah, good observation. Thank you. You all have had a lot of thoughts, and as as we leave the session, if you have others, like oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, or you're you're talking to your colleagues out in the community or whomever, if you have additional thoughts, please, please please, either share, let you know how to get a hold of staff, but there's also a special email that I should have memorized by before the start of this session. City Park Pool Project. City Park Pool Project. And then the, the same, and exchange. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, At Iowa-City.org. City City Park Pool Project at Iowa-City.org. So thank you so much for your time today. I'll pass the the floor maybe back to Alice.
0: (laughs) Do you need to
8: close out the meeting officially? Yes.
0: Yes. Actually,
8: let me make just a couple announcements. Thank you all for making time today to be here in the middle of the day. I know this is a little unusual for you as commission, and I appreciate very much um, that you were able to do that today. This is the first one of 14 of these focus groups. So we're really starting to roll that you were kind of the guinea pigs, um, and Danny, you did great. Uh, but we have this one, and then right following you will be the one of the child care providers. So we've given invitations to the folks that have brought kids to the pool in the past, and Missy helped us with some other daycare providers, um, the rest of them, come through the the sign up process, the registration process. I've been sending emails regularly about how that's going. We're over 300 registrations right now. Um, The demographics are starting to look really good as far as balancing in in terms of our community. Uh, Registrations for that are open through Monday at five o'clock. And then um, Rachel has agreed to be the Parks Commission person to help us when we go through the process along with Sue here is going to help us go through the big spreadsheets We'll do it without seeing names. We'll focus on people like that. People that have registered for the focus groups, since we're at 300 and there's only about 240 spaces but are not chosen, we've decided to send them an online version of the focus group questions. So we will also collect information from those folks that were interested but not chosen for an in-person group. We also have the two idea generation sessions, one from 2 to 4 this afternoon in this building. And then tonight, crazy enough, during the Halloween event at mm-hmm. Robert A. Lee from 5.30 to 7.30, those are stop and go, come in and do some um, little activities to get all kinds of feedback from all ages. There will also be an online version of that, probably um, announced on Monday. We don't quite have that one ready to go. So all kinds of ways for the public to be uh, have input into this. So your part is done. With, with the focus group, but if you could help us continue to get the word out there that <laughs> it's not too late to be a part of the initial mm-hmm. session. Um, the focus, the project webpage is also on that little quarter sheet that you got, so. Thanks, Julie. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Thank yeah. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, and feel free to come back two to four here or tonight and participate in the fun.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate yeah, you. you being here and facilitating. Also appreciate the yeah. architects from Architects being here as well. And uh, we're just excited for this opportunity uh, for our community and to enhance uh, City Park Pool. So appreciate all the work uh, that goes into it. Um, also, just want to call out. So just uh, there's still upcoming events in the packet. So be sure to reference those as well. Um, always great opportunities uh, to go to so make sure we take advantage of all that uh, the city has to offer and as well as the additional kind of correspondence uh, that we received as well so i want to just highlight those items there uh, and so with that we'll adjourn this meeting and also thanks to gabe for also for lunch i know we're all busy talking so but, uh, <laughs> take
8: appreciate it with gabe. you and enjoy yes uh, is there a motion to you second, second.
0: Okay, so (laughs) all in favor of returning, Aye. aye.
7: Aye.